Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions, and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm coach Caroline DeKimper, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. This episode is the audio recording of a video or live stream because I know that many of you just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, it's Caroline here, career and leadership coach. And today I want to talk about how to fix what's broken in your job search. Because there's often a misconception because people look at micro things instead of looking at the big picture. So to give you an example, in this uh, live stream video or audio, if you're look, listening to my podcast, you will learn like how to fix your problems if you uh, are applying and not getting interviews or if you are getting interviews but not a job offer, where to actually analyze what is wrong and how to fix it. Because it's frustrating. You see a job, you think like, oh my God, I'm perfect for it. All the work you do in customizing your resume, customizing your cover letter, all the research, the people in my group often spend over four hours for one job application. And it's just like so much energy you put in. And often you send off your resume, you apply for that job uh, using the pink button on Seek or the, uh, the blue button on LinkedIn. And then within the hour, you get a rejection email back from the recruiter saying like, thanks, but no thanks. And it's just like, have you even read my application? Have you even gone through it? Something that I spend like so much time and energy in, and basically you just respond in, in, in a flick of a second. And so, and with interviewing, it's even worse because you spend all this time really preparing your application. You apply for the job, then you get an interview and you get first interview, second interview, your hopes get go up because basically you're realizing that you can get unstuck from your current situation and get out of your current situation, whether that is in a, a dead-end job that you're currently in or a soul-sucking job uh, that you're currently in or you're in between jobs and actively looking and you see the bills piling up. So like your hopes go up, you have an interview and then you get the feedback of like you were really good, really strong candidate in the interview, but we chose a candidate with more experience. So Looking at that, looking at those two options, um, it's first, let's zoom out actually for a second. You have to understand the full job search cycle before you can even start really tinkering with your LinkedIn profile, your resume, your, your LinkedIn, uh, uh, sorry, your interview techniques, because you need to understand where what you need to basically adjust. And to do that, we need to zoom out. So the first thing that people need to do within their job search is understanding their unique value proposition. What makes them unique? Because there's not a lot of unique anymore in the world. Everything has been almost copied, but you are unique. You have certain skills 
and experience, certain strengths and certain talents. You worked in a certain time period with certain stakeholders and the company you worked for went through a certain um, organizational change or was in a growth mode, in a, in, was um, uh, making redundancies, was changing, was whatever it was. That is all, that combination is unique. Yet, when I see people, how they position themselves and communicate about themselves, they're all the same and they're generic and, and just like sounding the same. And that's not what you want. And that's not what I want for you. So you need to come across as authentic as you are because and embracing your uniqueness and understanding your uniqueness. Because here's the thing. If you don't know what makes you unique, other people won't neither. And what they automatically will do is if they, if you don't communicate that on your communication channels, which is your resume, your LinkedIn profile, or in the interview, then people are going to refer to, okay, what is it that I can understand? Because basically that person sounds quite the same as the other. So let's see it, uh, their job title in the companies you worked at. So this becomes really an issue if you want to change industries or change, uh, the, go to the next level role. Or, or like if you have been like uh, taking a break from work, if you can't communicate that specifically what makes you unique, people revert back to what they can understand. And what they can understand is what you present on that piece of paper called your resume. And basically on your resume, what they can understand is your job title, is a company you worked up for. And if that doesn't really is a direct competitor of the company they, they work for or your job title is not exactly the same, then you're going to be put on the side. And that's not what you want. You want to stand out. So you knowing your unique value proposition and knowing what makes you you, what your genius zone is, why people should hire you is the foundation of everything. So that's the first thing. Then once you know that, then you actually convert that. Okay, let's look at my resume. Let's look at my LinkedIn profile. Let's write a cover letter that's really complementing everything. And that's how you create self-marketing material that is authentic because it needs to be authentic and really stands out, sets you apart because you have a narrative, you have a story, you have like your uniqueness comes through. But this is only part of the equation. This is what I call your personal brand. It's your unique value proposition and it's your self-marketing material. So that's your initial personal brand whilst job searching. But then you have this other piece that people actually forget, completely forget. And that's your strategy piece. Your strategy piece is like your job search strategy. It's like, how are you diversifying your job search? How are you reactivating your network? How are you, if you don't have a network, how are you growing your network? All these things are really important for you to make that difference. And so, and then the last part is, of course, your interview techniques. It's like, okay, interviewing, it's like, you need to know how to navigate interview. What got you to your current job is not going to get you to the next level job. I can tell you guys. And also, you have to realize that everyone in that interview that's going for that interview, and at the moment we have between four and ten people that are going for an interview for the same job, and there's only one position. And there are many reasons why they can decline you because it's one for uh, one position and you might be one in five candidates, one in 10 candidates. 
but it's like you want to do risk minimization and risk minimization is like okay you want to know how to navigate the interview how to actually position yourself as the obvious candidate and how to actually overcome those objections and don't think that because they don't ask that question that they don't have that in the back of their mind so for example you go for a job in a different industry so your fmcg experience a fast-moving consumer goods and you go for a financial institution a bank so like what most people do is they go into the interview, they actually tell about all their experience, answer all the questions, and then afterwards think like, oh my God, actually I didn't do too bad. And then the feedback that they get back from that interview is like, you were really great in that interview, but we chose a candidate with more industry experience or with relevant industry experience. It's like, bloody hell, you could have not wasted my time because you could have seen that from my resume already, yet, Yet, guys, and this is where you have to connect the dots. Yet they invited for you for an interview. So they saw something that they actually wanted to see for the next stage. And so you didn't deliver in terms of maybe you did, but most of the time you didn't address the elephant in the room. You didn't really handle that objection. Because before you go in the interview, you know that's an objection. And objections could be like things like, okay, lack of industry experience, um, having worked with smaller or bigger budgets, um, worked with smaller or bigger teams. Like you name it, it could be an objection. Having industry, uh, experience overseas, like all these things, you need to be able to take people on the journey. Like interviewing is like storytelling because what we know in marketing is that storytelling and emotions really sell and that's basically how you need to present your skills and experience now it's not about rootless selling you need to be still authentic because you don't want to end up in a job that basically you don't want to do because this is what I see all the time or what I have seen all the time through my career is like people enter in this rat race like and it's called the interview process like oh I got an interview and they put up a performance so they're so used to just giving the talk that they know the other person would want to hear and they kind of forget themselves in the process and it becomes this gap and then they get the job they accept the job and then three months in, they think like, oh, my God, it's the same shit, but just a different rapper. And that is something that you need to really work on, on how can I bring myself to the interview and not get carried away with the process, with the interview process, um, and, and just want to be liked. So bringing it back on how to fix what's broken in your job search is, first of all, you need to do an audit. So if you get, if you apply for jobs but don't get interviews, there's two things. You need to or look at your resume, which was most people do, and then they think like, okay, my resume doesn't work. Let's go for a resume writer. Wrong. Like resumes writers can be really good. And I've worked with a couple through uh, my practice and through my coaching. But what it is that you need to do is first understand what makes you authentic before you go to a resume writer. So there's a step before. So that's basically understanding how the whole picture works together. 
It could be your resume, but it also could be your job search strategy. So for example, if you don't fit in the typical mold that they're looking for, then just clicking online on the pink button on Seek and the blue button on LinkedIn isn't the best strategy that's going to get you the job. So you need to think about diversifying your job search. And, you, and there is no rule of thumb that I can give you to say like, this is what you're going to have to do or this is what you have to do because everything needs to be customized to your level, your industry, your network, your personality. Are you an extrovert, an introvert? Everything like that comes together. Because you don't want, yes, I'm all for pushing yourself a little bit outside your comfort zone so that you basically can um, can grow, but you don't want to push yourself so far that it's completely inauthentic and that you're going to put yourself in a situation where you just mess up. So there's a way to do that. But diversifying your job search is one of the key things. So a lot of people look at, oh, how can I fix my resume? But Often it's not their resume. Often it's, actually, let me rephrase that. Most resumes of people I see suck. So it's not like like your resume is probably, even the people that think they have a good resume, rarely have a good resume. And sometimes they have a good resume, but they're attracting the wrong type of jobs. That's a whole different thing that I can talk about in the, in the, next, uh, in the next element that we, or the next area we're going to discuss. Anyway. So these are the two things that you need to um, think about. Like, okay, my resume, how can I improve it? Does it communicate my uniqueness? Does it communicate what really what I bring to the table? Does it communicate clearly what sets me apart and why somebody should interview me? And then on the, on the flip side, I want you to think about, okay, what, how is my job search? How am I diversifying my job search? How am I tapping into different avenues? But here's the danger, danger zone. Don't do a job search strategy before you actually have your personal brand in place because this is where people get burned. And I see this all the time. People that try this on this, their own, and then afterwards, they come to me. It's like, oh, I went already out to my network, but basically, like, nobody, like, came back to me. It's like, okay, you went out with a profile of your – because personal branding, what is it? It's like how people perceive you. And you always have a perception. Whether or not you control your message or not, that's up to you. That's in your control. But if you don't control your message, you have a perception. And people see your LinkedIn profile, see your resume, and they have a perception of what you can do. And if that is the wrong perception, if that perception doesn't work, then you just approached your, your, your network with something that's not clear. And that's never going to work neither. So you have to be very mindful that you do it in the right order. Anyway, the second part is when you get interviews, but you don't get the job offer. So a couple of things that you need to think about. A, is your resume. <laughs> and you might say like, I got the interview, Caroline. Why do I still need to think about my resume? The reason you need to think about is like, okay, if your resume is communicating one thing, person A, but person A is not coming to the interview. No, it's somebody else that they actually, because they were convinced that you were going to get, uh, that they were interested in your profile, but you didn't close the deal. 
So if you get your first interviews, and this is most of the time only if you get stuck with, uh, um, at the first interview stage, is that you have a really good profile on paper, but you don't really come across that way in the interview. So there is a mismatch. So you have to make sure there is alignment between who you are in the interview and your resume that there is so you can get feedback often like are you too overqualified that's often quite that's a common one i'm just say, saying common one if you get that feedback all the time and you get that after the first interview that means that you're not representing yourself well enough on your resume to get the job or to get a second interview let me rephrase that to get the second interview. So there's a disconnect. So that's why it's so important then to look at your resume again. Yep, there we go again. And your resume, you have to know your unique value proposition. The other part could be, of course, your interview techniques. And your interview techniques start with your unique value proposition. You see how it all connects together and people try to, to just rip it apart and just focus on one area. You can't. It's it's a whole, it's an ecosystem <laughs> almost. Like one part doesn't work without the other part. So your unique value proposition will come through in the way you actually communicate uh, in an interview. So um, in my program, we go. I take my clients through really that that process. Really, first getting clear on their unique value proposition. What makes them them? What sets them apart? Why should we hire you? And then we actually communicate that in their resume. And so that process, because the resume is not like for me like a bunch of words on paper. Um, it's it's a representation of the self-awareness process that you have done, the awareness that what you have about what you're capable of and what you're not, your strengths, uh, what your achievements are. And so many people take for granted their own skills that they kind of like undersell themselves in the interview. And that the fact that they undersell themselves is because they're not aware of all the details. And that's why it's so important to go back to basics to actually get an understanding of all of that. So that's about knowing in the interview, knowing how to really position yourself and, and sell yourself. And also, like, secondly, like, what I want you guys to do is think about every single time you have an interview, what are the objections? And write them down on a piece of paper. And be very ruthless what all the objections could be from the other company that uh, that they might have. Because like I said, in the back of their mind, they will have those objections. Or maybe not all of them, they will have certain objections. So you need to be strategically be able to place them and seed them through your interview. So this is all part of how you navigate the interview process. It's like by understanding the psychology behind an interview, uh, behind the interview, and understanding how to actually, instead of having a one-way conversation, an engaging conversation that's relevant and that helps you in positioning yourself as obvious candidate. So there's all these things like interviewing. I say this all the time to my, my group and I, I, I must sound like a broken record, but interviewing is a skill, a skill you can learn. And the only way you learn something is by practice. You don't learn to ride a bike by reading, uh, reading a book about it or watching a YouTube video. 
So it's with interview skills the same. It's not because you write them all out, all your answers in the perfect structure of an interview that you can actually are able to deliver that content. It really takes practice and that's why it's gold. We have weekly um, interview training uh, where we really rehearse the questions time and time again. And people get real feedback. Like when is the last time that you got real feedback? No bullshit, straightforward feedback from anyone. And so that is invaluable in terms if you want to learn because it's safer to mess up in that environment than to mess up an interview for a job that you really, really, really want. So it's really, really important that, that you understand, okay, how to navigate the interview, the, the, the psychology behind it, what the objections are, how you can overcome those objections if asked, and how you can insert them in the interview. And then lastly, what's important for the interview is also like the, the last questions you ask them. So, you know, like at the end of the interview, people ask you like, oh, Hey, um, Sarah, do you have any questions for me? Michael, do you have any questions for me? It's like you need to use that time to strategically position yourself. So you have two types of questions here that I uh, talk to um, my clients about. So you have information gathering questions. And information gathering questions are awesome, but what you do is just info getting information. An example of an information gathering question could be like, um, can you tell me about the team structure a little bit? Oh, yeah, we have five people in the team and this is the structure. And you will say, oh, yeah, okay, perfect. That's an information gathering question. What you want to do is actually ask a strategic question. Now, what is a strategic question? A strategic question is like where you ask a question, they give you an answer, and based on that answer, you can confirm that you have done the same at this company and you ask another question. So what you want to do is like in uh, at the end of the interview, give them like positive feelings about, okay, this is my biggest problem, my biggest pain point, and this person can solve it. Because that's basically what you want to achieve in the interview. You want to go out with a lasting impression. You can see the difference, ho-ho, between information gathering questions and questions where you can actually almost amplify your application or your interview. And that's basically what you want to do. Now, I hope this training, mini training, gave you insights about, okay, don't look at job searching as like, just like, oh, it's your resume, it's the interview techniques. Look at it holistically about what it is that um, are all the, the cogs of the, the, the machine um, and that you understand all the facets, the pieces of the puzzle and that you look at it holistically because it's not one part. Believe me, it's not your resume. It's not your LinkedIn profile. It's not your interview techniques. These can all be part of the problem, but the deeper problem is like not understanding you and your unique value proposition. And once you get clear on that, everything will work out because that's the theme, that's the narrative that you're going to, um, go, going to put in place. Hope that makes sense. If we are not connected yet on LinkedIn and you came randomly across this video, please connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm all about connecting with people that I don't know so I can reach my message and spread my message with more people. Um, 
if you want to take the next step and if you're ready to move forward, if you say like, Caroline, I've been following you um, for, for a bit and I'm ready to actually dive in head first and I'm just sick and tired of uh, trial and error and I want to get it right, uh, schedule in a breakthrough session with me. It's a free session. On that session, uh, it's going to be just like me asking questions to you because every situation is 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 special is individual so you need to have uh, you can't have a cookie cutter approach you need to have a a conversation with somebody and that conversation will be with me to actually understand what it is that you want to achieve in your uh, job search of course you want to get a job but what kind of job what does fulfillment mean to you what does challenge what kind of impact do you want to make because here's the thing guys i'm not a career coach that looks at like to get your a job it could be a job if you're looking at a, a stopgap job but it's like okay let's look at a job where you thrive in where you make a difference where you make an impact and then basically once we understand where you want to be what's holding you back and if and how uh, if i can help you i will tell you what that what working together would look like i will pop a link below if you're ready for the next step like schedule in the session otherwise uh, let me know if you have any questions direct message me i'm more than happy to do a live uh, about your question and otherwise i will see you in the next video thank you see you soon bye Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again and I'll connect with you on the next episode.